Lovely. Anyway, nice to have you company. Welcome along. Thursday morning in London town, Piccadilly Circus, Chock-a-Block, lead up to the Notting Hill Carnival because it's bank holiday weekend, and Leicester Square, dead as a dodo. I couldn't believe actually how quiet it was. Round the end... On the, on the Charing Cross Road, quite busy. But uh, the rest of the place, very peculiar this morning. I don't know what it is, actually. People being arrested on Charing Cross Road when I came in, yeah. just outside. We went past a Chinese restaurant that was open. This is Paul Savory. Good morning. Back with us again for a, for a short time. <laughs> As I say, limited it's, engagement. He's, he's li- it's a limited engagement, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, we, we went past a Chinese restaurant, and I remember years ago when we were in Fleet Street, we used to have a driver called Larry. And at about four in the morning, he'd say, I'm going to go to the Chinese... <laughs> Does anybody want any Chinese food? Yeah, not half. Oh, best time for oh, it. Oh, and we used to put in our orders. I'd go, sweet and sour pork, sweet and sour chicken and special fried rice, and maybe a pancake roll. And it would arrive back. Oh, it's delicious. As you know, because we've, we've eaten mutton curry in the early hours well, of the morning. We have. Oh, it was lovely. And you know, we should do it again, because it's so close to here, the mutton curry place. I know. Oh, it was delicious. Oh, it was. I, I can... I can Taste well, I it now. I think I'm coming into town later. Oh, so right. If so, I'll buy some and leave it at reception <laughs> for you. <laughs> yes, we just heated it up. And, oh, oh, it was that. lovely. It was delish. Anyway, good news. Uh, Amanda Holden, uh, six months after she lost her last baby, she's pregnant again. So she's coming out of Shrek a little bit earlier. She was, she was due to be running through, I think, till December. Uh, this morning we'll talk to Nathan Morley. Uh, we'll also talk to Roger Foss. And we'll also talk to Darren who's going to be with us at half past six this morning. So, so we'll do Nathan at half past five, we'll do Roger Foss at quarter past six, and we'll do Darren at 6.30. It's no good saying you know, because between now and half past, she'll have forgotten completely. <laughs> you just know. Yes, she has. Uh, to be honest with you, she has remembered for the last couple of weeks. Fantastic. A, a miracle in itself. A miracle. Oh, sorry, busy. I know, I can tell. So, uh, anyway, uh, what we got? Oh, yes, Gaddafi. Still no news, but he does have a teacup ride in his back garden. He does. He's got one of those Disney teacup rides, a scaled-down version. A bit like Michael, Michael Jackson had a couple of fairground rides. Gaddafi had them as well. I mean, <laughs> beggars can't believe. can't imagine why. Beggars believe. And the other thing, now, what's happened since you've been away? Well, apart from the fact that we've now got new cameras installed everywhere. Oh, yes. Yes, and they, they move. We have TV lights in the studio. Are they for the internet? Now, that I couldn't tell you. I mean, I... Are they security or are they tinternet? I don't know. I think I think some of them are security and some of them aren't. But to, to be honest with you, I've got no idea. And there's four, four cameras in here. Yes, it's yes. A very small room. It is a very small. You wait till you see that. I'll, I'll show you at six. The lights coming on in the studio, which is which is particularly lovely. It is like being. It's all right for Nick Ferrari. He's he's fine with stuff like that. But I don't, you you couldn't sit under it because it's very. But you could always get a suntan which is quite nice. <laughs> and uh, the Daily Express are offering you a fantastic Peugeot motorhome. I think, strangely enough, Private Eye did a, did a thing about it, going how much these things cost and how much Richard Desmond makes out of the competition. Because it's, it's a motorhome, so it obviously... Appear- I don't know how many people own motorhomes, but I'm telling you, I quite fancy one. The American ones are great, the big Winnebago's. Oh, yes, I drove past a, a place selling Winnebago's the other day. Aren't they lovely? They went on for miles. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Where do the Americans go in them? Well, they go across country and up to the uh, the great parks and things like that. I right. would love to to travel east to west or yes. west to east in one of these things. It's a, it's one of my ambitions. I probably never do it, but you know, it, could you rent them? You can obviously yes, rent them. Yes, yeah. yes. There's a I think it's called Trail America or something like that. Fantastic. And uh, they're you know they're cheaper than staying in a hotel, but they ain't cheap to rent. No. 
But, but it is... I mean, um, I used to have a guy who used to live where I live, Dave, and he used to work for one of the film companies, and he had a Winnebago, mm. and they all went away one weekend because it slept six, I think. Yeah, and it's got everything. amazing things. It's, it, it's like a house on wheels. The, the, the seat you're sitting in to drive it is an armchair. That's right, and it turns round. It turns to, round, to, that's uh, right. Oh, lovely stuff. Anyway, um, apart from... Um, Apart from Amanda, I'm pregnant again. There are loads more stories in the papers today, in, including the news that, that Mitch Winehouse is going to be singing at the Royal Albert Hall. Uh, he's going to be singing at the Royal Albert Hall. Uh, guess who he is the warm-up act for? You're going to love this one. You're going to absolutely love it. I, can't, I, I couldn't resist it, I'm afraid, at all. Not Barbara Streisand, <laughs> no. Not Shirley Bassey, no. Oh, you're, you're, you're wrong. It's a man. No, it's not Elton John. It's somebody who I plays Vegas. Somebody who... Not Elvis Presley, no. Oh, not um, uh, not one of the Bross brothers. It's Matt Goss, yes. <laughs> Matt Goss is bringing his uh, star-studded show uh, to, the, um, to the Royal Albert Hall. And uh, he's asked Mitch Winehouse to, to do the opener for him, which is absolutely lovely. But unfortunately, what they've done is, when they've talked about um, Matt Goss's show, which is in the Gossy Room, which is Cleopatra's barge in Caesar's Palace in Vegas, I didn't realise how small the room was. Now, tickets for, for seeing Matt, and he only works Friday and Saturday night. Mm-hmm. That's all he does. He just does two nights a week. The rest of the time, I think he's selling the big issue. And it's $40. How many people does this room hold? Bear in mind, Caesar's Palace has got the biggest arena, I think, of yes, any of the Vegas right, the hotels. The Coliseum, which holds something like 12,000 people. Well, There's a something. lot of people. I saw Bette Midler there at the yeah. beginning of it's the year. It's huge, isn't it? Yes. Matt Goss, if the Gossy room is full, it holds... 160 people. Now, that's what they call a toilet over there. That is pretty small, and it's $40. So I've worked out that it only grosses like 6400 a night, just on that. All right, they, they make their money on the drink. But provided yeah. he sells out, of course, nobody knows who he is in America. He's, no. he's just another sort of pretty but, boy. But, well, he used to be. <laughs> well, he used to be pretty. No, he still actually <laughs> looks quite good. Yes, I know. Yeah. But I, I did actually pass him on, um, oh. on the strip. Oh, did you? In in the, at the beginning of the year, yes, right, yes, I did, and I thought, oh, my gosh, he does actually play big time. But then he always did play big time. He did, as we remember to our cost here at LBC, when Matt Goss arrived drunk one night, threatening all sorts of the language you've never heard. I wish we'd we taped it because you wouldn't. We'd have had to bleep every word. It was it was that bad. But anyway, neither here nor there. But he's he's bringing his Las Vegas show over. He plays to 160 people on a stage smaller than this thing here with a seven-piece band on. The review I read this morning, uh, Wayne Newton did the review of it, and he said, it's very nice. He said, but there's no room on there to do anything. It's, it's a little bit like somebody sitting in the corner of this studio playing a guitar. Working on a podium, isn't Working it? on a podium kind of thing, yes. Right. And he does a lot of standards and some of the bross hits. Okay. So that'll be exciting for the American Bro- audience. The bross I hit. owe you <laughs> okay. nothing. Ooh, nothing at all. I did something fantastic yesterday before I, I hopped on the plane. Um, oh, you only flew back yesterday. You, you've met Chase, yes, uh, from Star Trek before now. She regularly goes to a to a, a, a Mexican restaurant Ooh. where once a month all the musicians that are still alive from the great big bands mm. get together and play. And I went there yesterday. Oh, nice! It was. Absolutely sensational. There was a guy there who's 92 years old who played with Billie Holiday. Good God. I mean, they're, they're that old. Yeah. And we had lunch um, 
with a, a lovely man called Dave Pell. If you've mm, heard of Dave no. Pell. Dave Pell used to have the Dave Pell octet. He was in the, the Ted Heath band. He was oh, in right. the, um, uh, different bands in America. He was also head of Motown for a while. Wow. He edited Frank Sinatra's records because right. Frank Sinatra apparently would only go in and do one take. Yes, he didn't. And he did and a night. He was not particularly on key a lot no. of the time probably get shot on the way out um God, uh, and, <laughs> but you're right only and, and ever did one, one take. take yes and and really interesting guy he's in his he's about 85 yeah. i think he said they've got stories haven't they oh stunning yeah absolutely stunning so i'm going to make sure that i i go there regularly and, and yeah. have lunch with, i love the, with the, these jam sessions where all these old musos get together mm. i think it's a lovely idea you know, I'm thinking of doing the same here, sort of old producers getting together and sitting down. I, I, I worked with Steve Allen once. He, he, he bought chocolate in. You know, you could say that'll be her. <laughs> <laughs> she said, just go to the local loony bin and you'll find them all there. Steve oh, Allen dear. put me in an home. She's got a bed reserved and everything. Yeah. So now, of course, you will not have seen, because uh, since you've been away, we've had... Um, well, A, we had all the riots in London. Yes, well, we did see those on television quite a lot. The that Americans, I would say, could not understand it at no, all. No, Although they had big riots. Yeah. We, we were, you know, equating ours to the big riots of Los Angeles years ago. Well, strangely enough, so was I. Yeah. I was saying, well, you had the uh, Rodney King Two weeks they went riots. on for. Yes, I know. And, um... Were you shocked? They kind of remembered. Was I shocked? No. Was I horrified? Yes. Mm. Um... I don't know what the answer is. No. I don't I, think anybody does. Well, I think... Uh, Arrest. <laughs> well, I think people are going to have it too easy here. Well, they've actually... All, all down to the welfare state, yes, I think. Yes, they have started naming and shaming. And there's a lad here. His name is Johnny Melfer. He's 16. And uh, he encouraged people to raid an Apple store for free iPads. There's a picture of him. He looks a bit stupid, I'm afraid. There's also a girl here called... Um, uh, she's Bentley, I think. Somebody Bentley. Holly Bentley is said to have invited people to meet her in her hometown, Wakefield. She faces up to five years in prison. They aren't messing around anymore. They've well, named her. she gets five years. If, if, if she's convicted, her yeah. solicitor or lawyer Indeed. has said um, already her, her family have been receiving abusive texts and emails. You oh, think, shame, isn't so? <laughs> so, but looking at this stupid boy called Johnny Melfer... He actually posted, let's start a riot. Anybody want to start riots in Worcester and Droitwich? I mean, you know, mm. stupid boy. Limited, limited intelligence, I'm afraid. Limited intelligence. And there's a bloke in the paper today. Don't ask me, and I have to do that. I'll, I'll, I'll do it for you after the news headlines, because he's suing his employers for something that you'll, you'll have to work out in your own mind how you think this has happened, OK? Quarter past five. <laughs> These are the headlines. A million pound rewards now being offered for Colonel Gaddafi, dead or alive. There's been more fighting in the city of Tripoli overnight. It comes as plans are made to try and unfreeze some Libyan assets to help the country get back on its feet. Senior figures from Facebook, Twitter and BlackBerry meet the government later to talk about the riots and to see what they've learnt. BlackBerry Messenger have been blamed for helping rioters coordinate themselves. There were calls to suspend it during the troubles. And Steve Jobs, the man behind Apple and the brain behind the iPhone and iPod, has quit as chief executive. It's because of his health, but he's staying on as chairman. Let's have a check on the roads for you this morning. Being Thursday, here's Rachel Hardiman. Thank you, Steve. Good morning. Well, it's not looking too bad on the road so far. So there's this bloke suing the company he works for. He works as... 
you have to work this out in your own mind, because frankly, how it happened, I've got no idea. He works in, for a company that make caravans. And part of the making caravan procedure is that the caravan will pass in front of you. Suspended from the ceiling are airlines. Mm-hmm. He clips his power tool on and then puts wing nuts on or whatever else yeah. and underneath. So it come, you've seen them in garages. They kind of go <laughs> like that, run by compressed air. At some point during the daytime, he ended up with the compressed air hose up his bottom. Don't ask how. I mean, how this happened. Anyway, the compressed air blew his stomach up. And he had to go, had to go home because he wasn't very well. <laughs> but you shouldn't laugh. How this happens, I've got no but idea. <laughs> but I'm trying to visualise. He's in the factory and he's got the hose and then mysteriously... It's just as well it wasn't helium because it'd be floating around the ceiling. Actually, do you know people die of helium as well? I didn't oh, realise. Oh, yes. 22 deaths last year. But anyway, so he gets this hose and it blows his stomach up. And he's now trying to find out if it's a health and safety issue. So he wants to sue the company. Because he had to have time off work. And his girlfriend had to go out to work to support them both. Mm. How'd you end up with a hose like that? I mean, how yeah. is this possible? You know... I don't know. I mean, but <laughs> may, uh, maybe he's thinking that they should have a notice somewhere saying, warning, do not stick this up your bottom. Well, we but... had this the other day, health and safety notices, oh, and you yes. have to tell people the coffee in McDonald's is hot, the filling is hot because there are stupid people out there who go, ah, it's burnt me, it's hot. Oh, I bought um, a, a bag of peanuts in America, and, and it, it said, said, warning, may contain nuts. I don't know what may comes into it, but... Have you noticed, may all of a sudden, nuts. people are allergic to everything, and all the men- menus of restaurants, this product may contain nuts. Well, they're just covering themselves, aren't they? But, I don't, but years ago, did people have peanut allergies, and we didn't know what they were? Possibly. Oh, right. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, of course, the one thing you will have missed, I don't know if you get British television over there. Uh, we get a BBC channel. Oh, OK, is, you uh, which, get to that. to be honest, is not terribly good. No. Well, should do. But we, we have Celebrity Big Brother running wow. over here. And it's on Channel 5, who paid £220 million, And it's got great people in it. It's got Pete... Uh, sorry, Paddy Doherty. Right. He's, he's a celebrity now. No, he was in My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding. The oh, trouble is... yes, the one with all the money. You cannot understand a word he says on the programme. I don't know what he's speaking, but it ain't English. Well, it's a, it's a dialect, isn't it? I can't understand a word. It's this and I've got no idea what he's talking about. Daryl Darren Lyons. Now you might have seen him on Sky News doing the papers. He's the fat, bloated Australian who runs a paparazzi agency. He's always oh, got yes. different colour hair. Multicolored. Yes, I know the one. What did I say? Complete idiot. <laughs> All right, uh, Bobby Sable. I mean, Sounds it, like a lounge act from the 50s. Well, to be honest with you, he's, he's a male model. He is the most boring person you've ever met in your entire life. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, you have models. You know, you have footballers' girlfriends, and they're a bit thick. 90% of them are thick as bricks. And then you've got male models who are basically clothes horses. Somebody comes along, flicks about with their hair, and they all have to go to the gym, and, and they put on clothes and they walk up and down. You don't expect them to talk. And in the case of Bobby Sable, you wished he wouldn't. He is boring beyond belief. Uh, Lucian Laviscount. <laughs> you haven't heard of Sorry. He had a bit part in Coronation Street once, and presumably he's got friends in high places, because otherwise, why on earth you'd find him? I've got no idea. Kerry Katona. Oh, well. I know. And to be honest with you, as boring as hell, I'm afraid. The same dreary old Kerry that we knew last mm-hmm. time. Sally Burko. 
Yes, Sally Burke. You've heard of her. Little Miss Desperado here uh, has now started proving that she's got a personality, now looking at the cameras and sticking fingers up to it. Really radical, Sally. Really radical, dear. You plank. Uh, Tara Reid. No. No, she's an American. I think she was in a film once. She's known as a wild child. Okay. She's okay. Pamela Bark Hasselhoff, the clue is in the last name. Yes, she's uh, she's the, the ex-wife. first wife, I think. She's awful. Right. She's awful. Amy Childs. No, no, see, again, that doesn't mean anything to you, does it? In the only way is Essex. She's a, she's a, a bimbo. Right. And she does the jazzling. I talk like that, little girl voice. And, because I'm bright, and uh, I do I do spray tans, and I've had my boobs done, and, and give me a model. And that's it. And then Jedward. Oh, Right. Both of them? Both of them, sadly. Two of the vilest people you'll ever see on television. I've never known anybody so horrible to people, uh, barring me, as Jedward. Uh, seriously, I mean, they are... So, they, they, somebody gives them a compliment, they immediately... And they do, when you watch them on television, you will have to watch this on Channel 5. I will. Because you'll be the only one there. Oh, and Dawn's watching it, so that's two of you. When they walk, they do walk like the Thunderbirds puppets. It's, it's so funny, because they've got these shoes on, and they're funny little, little pantomime outfits that they're wearing... You know, they are... Well, I, I've always thought they looked like a couple of leprechauns in Lame. Absolutely. They, they, yes. they hear, they, they're 19, but they're behaving like nine-year-olds. They literally, I mean, they're so filthy. Do you remember the programme they did where it was Jedward in a flat in Dublin? And at one point, John dropped his pants out of the window. Because, J- Edward, come here, I'm going to drop my pants out of the window. Look, it's so funny as I'm dropping my pants. They're so stupid, it's unbelievable. And they trashed the flat in a week. The Big Brother house, he opened the fridge the other day, all the coleslaw fell out, he just walked away from it. They're that filthy. They're that stupid. Dear. Ghastly, ghastly couple. Ghastly. Even worse than Matt Goss. I didn't think it was possible. But they're now going to put, apparently, who's that horrible chef who looks like Yasser Arafat? Who's the, um, Marco Pierre White. He always wears the Yasser Arafat thing. Another, another himbo. And they think he's putting him in the house for a day. They've already put Mohammed El Fayed in for one day. Oh, dear. It's really... Is a, it that desperate? It's that desperate, I'm afraid. It's that desperate. So, yeah. have, have you missed the English papers? No. Oh, do you not miss them? <laughs> oh, I thought you no. would miss them. The, to be honest, when I read the news over here, it winds me up so much. I haven't missed it at all. Oh. But, um... Mm. I have missed a lot of things about England. But what, what, what have you missed the most? What's the, what's the one thing you miss? <laughs> Top of my list of things to take back, yeah. Branston pickle. Oh, you can't get it. No, the only pickle you can get over there is the, the cucumber pickle. Oh. And it's all right, yeah. but, it, you know... Branston pickle. Why don't they do other things? And, um, but I English have shop. discovered that in Santa Monica, there's an English shop. Oh, we know Santa Monica very well. It's our, almost That's our second right. home. Well, you know that you know then where the um, yes. where the pedestrian precinct is. Yes, in yes. Third Street. In Second Street, yeah. which is a, a street nearer the sea... There's an English shop that imports everything that you could possibly want from England. So I went out the other day and I bought some Ribena. Oh, $7.50 a bottle. Oh, you pay through the nose. And, oh, absolutely. Why don't and, they make it in America then? Um, Americans don't know what black currants are. Oh. They don't have them. Oh. And, um... And Branston Pickle, I thought that would sell around the world. Well, I would I thought have Cross thought and Blackwell so. was an American company. Mm, don't know. No. I, I, I don't thought know. it was, but um, there there are things over there that cost a lot of money. Strange things. Mm. Potatoes are really expensive. You'd never have thought. Well, they're not known the... for potatoes, are they? They're known no, for sort of fruit. Fries. I, I would you have th- fries everywhere. Yeah, but I don't think they're they're potato. But... I think they just. <laughs> I don't think it's seen <laughs> a potato. potato once. 
Was the potato discovered in America? No, it, no, no, no. That's no. a Francis Drake blesser. South America, wasn't it? Yes, I think it was. It was a root it, vegetable. I, think, I don't know. Yeah, South. Yeah, but it's, it's South remember. America. Whoa, 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 down there, you know, they sort of dug up potatoes and uh, and they had them, and then they killed people, and, and that was great. <laughs> and then along come McDonald's. Why do potatoes kill people? Sorry, because they're really fattening, really fattening. Not good for you. Stephen Harlington says you can die from compressed air poisoning. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure you can. <laughs> it's where it went. But I mean, how does it end up there? Very odd, very odd. Kevin the Milkman says it's good to see justice has been swift and harsh. If it had not been, then I think the riots would still be going on. Do you know the police have just arrested 40 people who they think were going to cause trouble at the Notting Hill Carnival? They've got that much intelligence on the ground now that they've arrested these uh, these people, which is good. Well, I hope there's plenty of police this year at the Notting Hill Carnival. We're told between ten and 20,000. Fantastic. Which is even more than they had for the royal wedding. They only had 6,000 for that. Mm. Shame, really. Uh, you've heard of Nancy Delolio. Yes. Or Nancy Delusional, as she's called now. Claim to fame. Nothing. Nothing at all, I'm afraid, apart from being just completely off the blooming wall. Uh, she's going to be joining Strictly Come Dancing. And she's hoping that the dancing will give her a supermodel's body. And uh, shame, shame about the face, though, isn't it, really, Nancy? There's not a lot you can do about that one. Because um, she's taken up a tough training regime. I'm sorry, Debbie. Who are you? Who are you? You slept with Sven Goran Eriksson. You slept with the the bloke from the from the Nash. And that's your claim to fame, is it? For God's sake, woman, why don't you just bloody well go home? Really getting on my nerves now. You little totty you thing you are. You lovely, lovely thing. I mean, she top, she pops up at all these bloody parties. And who is she? Nobody. She's a nobody. Poor old Declan Donnelly has spoken of his uh, his dad's death. His dad was seventy six, yeah. and uh, and he died of cancer. So at least he was with him at the end, he said, okay. which, is, uh, which is very nice. So he's in all the papers today. And, of course, Boris Johnson posing with two, uh, two lovelies from the Notting Hill Carnival. It's kind of, you know, you could print last year's picture and the picture before. It's two people with, with headdresses and wearing bikinis. Now, to be honest with you, there's a survey in the paper today that says men over the age of 50 start wearing skimpy Speedos. I do not possess any, I promise. London's biggest conversation. <laughs> I'm afraid I made a mistake earlier, and I have to apologise, actually, uh, to Matt Goss. It's not a seven-piece band, it's a nine-piece band. OK, shall I get that straight? But uh, the good news is that a Jack Daniels old Coke uh, in the Gossy room, where there's only 160 seats, that's uh, just about three rows of a Steve Allen show, um, will cost you £11.50. And a dirty martini, whatever that is, no is $13.50. So average drink price, $12.00. Well, that's What's why that they make 10 the pounds? Uh, yeah, but that's why they make the uh, the money in in Vegas. Because yeah, the food is relatively cheap in the hotels. Yes, yes. The rooms are really cheap. Yes, yes. And uh, if you're a high roller, of course, in Vegas you get your rooms free. Yes, free. So uh, I like that make idea. Their money somewhere, I suppose. Yeah, I, 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 I do the, like uh, Vegas. Tables. I think the next time I go, there, I should definitely on a Friday and Saturday night try and try and get in to see Matt Goss, which will be lovely. Uh, Noreen says hello, Steve, Nathan, and Paul. Is Paul in? Jet lag permitting, she says. Hope you're well. Yes, um, Noreen sent me lots of messages while I was away, so oh. I have to thank her for that. Good for her. Keeping me in touch with things. I wish... Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> it's always was, a bad sign. Very good. Nice to hear. She that. said, all the GCSE O-level results are out today, so good luck to all involved, the pupils and teachers. We're expecting good things. We're expecting good things. And Josh is going out for the day. No doubt McDonald's will be included. How lovely. Uh, here's our man at the end of a phone line. It's Nathan Morley. 
Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Paul Savory is in on a brief appearance from Los Angeles. Yes. It is a, well, I, fact, he actually I, phoned I, me at four o'clock to say, and I thought, he sounds quite awake, so he's obviously going to be toodling in. And toodling <laughs> he did. <laughs> he just popped in, I, I gather, for the Bramston pickle, and then back, back to L.A. Well, I mean, surprisingly, <laughs> see, I wouldn't have thought, but what are the things you can't get where you are? I'm going to give, well, look, I, I, I'm not a great, um, uh, you know, there's not much I really want in life, as you know. Uh, but oh, I'm going to give Paul a URL now. If you're going back to Los Angeles, Paul, uh, yes. BritishCornershop.co.uk right. will ship you everything you miss from Britain, whether it's HP sauce, Bramston pickle, echo margarine. <laughs> echo margarine? <laughs> yeah, the whole lot. Oh, everything yeah. that you miss from British shops, they do. Uh, uh, I'm not joking. You should, you should try the shop, britishcornershop.co.uk. Okay, I know loads of expats go there. Oh, Thank well. you very much. So you just go onto the internet. I'll be uh, missing the echo margarine, though. No. <laughs> My granddad would. <laughs> Isn't it funny when <laughs> you sleep, used granddad. to think, we used to put <laughs> margarine on bread, but uh, not anymore. Thank you very much indeed. So, British yeah, Shop. Okay. BritishCornershop.co.uk. We, we, we've just changed from margarine to butter because we're on a bit of a health drive at Morley Towers at the moment. So uh, we've gone to butter and uh, wholemeal bread and, of course, cutting down on, on carbs and all yes. this sort of thing. It's a kind of midlife crisis happening around us uh, this week. I had a Caesar salad for tea yesterday, a chicken Caesar salad, yeah. uh, without the croutons, because I thought, no, nice. not doing any bread. Uh, and I ate it all up, and it was very nice indeed. <laughs> I'm a bit excited. <laughs> and I also haven't done cakes or biscuits for nearly two weeks, or bread. Oh, that's very good. Very that's good, isn't very it? Good. I don't feel any different. I'm starting the day with a little bit of wholemeal bread and mm. a very, very thin layer of pâté, and, and maybe the same for lunch, and, and a light pate snack. Pâté is really fattening. I know it is. I know it is. And uh, the thing is, though, it is delicious, lightly buttered onto mm. a bit of bread. Oh, it's, it's lovely on cream crackers. Mm, I know. Oh. I only have one slice, though, so I'm, I'm oh. hoping, you know, that makes... Uh, it, it won't make too much of an effect <laughs> on the... No, I mean, I, I'm actually having it... I have had it in the past on uh, Jacob's Cream Crackers. That's quite nice. Mm. Or Rivita is nice. Rivita's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. We just brought some back from Finland, because the, the pate over there is really good. Oh, right. So um, we, I went to a supermarket in Helsinki and bought, like, a big plastic bag full of pate. What sort of pate is it? Well, it's, um, I got all different flavours from duck and, uh, um, uh, local pad, lots of different flavours and herb pâtés and things. It's right. very nice. It's all locally and made. Herring. Don't believe a word of yes, it. Yes, it's reindeer and herring, isn't it? We know what you're talking about. <laughs> I herring didn't want to pate. say it, because people do tend to come, people, when you say something at LBC, they do tend to, to complain. I mean, I remember years ago when Matt Goss was mentioned. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> How funny. Because <laughs> he, he, he's bringing, did you hear the beginning of the show today? I did. He's, I did. He's, he's bringing his Las Vegas show to London. I'm so excited. I'd like to point out that it's a nine-piece band. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't want any trouble with Matt Gosh. Remember the last time he came around and threatened no, to beat is, us all up? Is there, is there somebody on the reception this morning? Luckily, yes. Luckily. <laughs> and it's Gary. Gary Gary looks as though he used to be in the army, so he, c- he can sort anything out for us. And Gary just looks like he was used to be in the army. I know a lot of people like that. I, know. Um, I, mean, I, I look like... as though I used to be in the army as well. <laughs> Catering But, call. you know, if you're... Po- 
point a gun at you, you'll run a mile. Yes, it is uh, true, actually. It is true. Anyway, but, um, no, nice to hear Matt Gossett. In fact, a bit of a star-studded show. I mean, I was talking about, you know, I heard Paul going about uh, leprechauns in Lame, and I was thinking, you know, uh, I don't know what it is about these Jedwood boys, but I, mm. originally I thought everybody really liked them, but now, yes. as you're saying, you, the, people have gone off them quite quickly, haven't they? Well, I tell you, because we've actually seen them. For, I mean, they were so, they're so rude to the women in there. They really are. You know, you, you can understand the fact that they are of limited intelligence and they maybe aren't used to dealing with people. But to be mm. honest with you, they're, they're to the point of vulgarity. Mm. They really are just disgusting and not very nice people. I don't see how, how Louis can actually defend them at all based on their current behaviour. I don't think we're seeing an act. I think we're seeing them as they really are, which is not very pleasant. Are they, have they actually got any uh, more records or coming out, or, or is that it? Is the act now just, just them two clowning around? The act around? Is, is, is just getting as much money in as possible, right. uh, so presumably they don't have to work. But they, they, they did try once to separate them in the bedroom and give one one bedroom, and they, they couldn't cope like that at all. They've been having baths together. I mean, Sorry? Pardon? They've been having baths together. What? Yes, I thought it was Yeah, you see, you see, that's just... Uh, now you've just wandered into the realms of Paddy McGinty's goat. That's yes, just I weird. Know. Well, Delaney had the donkey that everyone admired. Well, you were talking <laughs> about <laughs> Irish singers. Yes. I mean, forget Saint Bono of the U2. Uh, give me, um, you know, Paddy McGinty's goat uh, uh, any day. I have Val Dunican's Greatest Hits albums, and they're lovely. Yeah. You know, I've you just know? read his autobiography. Have written. you really? Yeah. Very yeah, good friends yeah. with Gloria Hunniford. Is he really? Yes. Well, I was, uh, uh, she was a friend of Joseph Locke as well. I was just listening to Joseph Locke. I bought one of his CDs the other day. I don't know if you're probably too young to remember Joseph Locke. No, but no, I remember Joseph Locke. A lovely voice. Oh, he's lovely yes. I mean, I, I like all of that kind of <laughs> stuff. I'm, I'm very much an easy-listening kind of person. I, I can do the popular music as well with, with any yeah. of the current beat combos, but I'm, I'm very good <laughs> with easy-listening stuff. <laughs> beat combos? Yes. Meanwhile, on the home service, Alan Freeman. Exactly. <laughs> Bless him. Poor old Alan yeah. Freeman. Uh, we should, we'll also mention that, uh, that over your neck of the woods at the moment, Danny Jones. Well, we've had a lot of celebrities popping back this, uh, popping back and forth this year. Um, uh, you know, and every year it's somebody new and somebody I haven't heard of. But all the buzz is around a guy called Danny Jones from McFly, who apparently is here with his girlfriend, Miss England. I didn't know that school was going on. Uh, she's called uh, Georgia Horsley. They jetted into Cyprus, which the Daily Mail describes as one of Europe's most romantic islands. <laughs> Tell Mrs. Morley that. Yeah, exactly. And Welcome to <laughs> Ionapa. <laughs> <laughs> for, for a nine-day holiday at the five-star Elysium Hotel in Paphos. Wow. I don't know, uh, um, you know who writes this stuff, but uh, if I was stuck in Paphos for nine days, I think I'd just turn it in. But... <laughs> <laughs> Not the most anyway. exciting. <laughs> it's nice to but see him there. Got... I, I was looking at the pictures in the, uh, on the internet of him. They, they seem to be quite happy together. Yeah, that was probably day one, wasn't it? Yes. That was probably day one. They're probably on an all-inclusive. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Drink as much as you can and get another tattoo done. Yeah, once they, once they get a sick of buffet food after three days, you know, <laughs> and kids screaming around the pool, you know, get the Daily Mail photographer back. Yes, exactly. But, they, but, I mean, I wasn't sure if they were paparazzi shots, because they didn't look as though they were posed. They were sort of frolicking in the surf. Well, to be honest with you, every time I've been on holiday with sort of somebody I've been romantically involved with... So yeah. that read once. Once, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, the one thing I've never done is frolicked in the surf. Yes, it was yes, with it her. Was with Amanda. It was with Amanda, sadly. <laughs> she frolicked in the surf. I sat in my room and sulked. You know, it's as simple as that. <laughs> yes, the, the Daily Mail does tend to have a lot of frolicking in the surf pictures. Yes. 
I, I think they have frolicking in the surf correspondence at various locations throughout Europe. Yes. And uh, obviously we've, we've been blessed with one in Paphos because, of course, we had some Coronation Street stars frolicking in the surf a few weeks ago in Ionapum. Oh. And then we had that woman who was sleeping with that footballer frolicking in the surf. Um, oh, right. Fo- what was his name, that footballer who... Well, it doesn't matter who he uh, was. Imogen. Oh, yes. No, sleeping oh, yeah. with his brother's wife or something sordid like that, I can't remember. Oh, that one, News yes. moves so fast mm. in Britain, doesn't it? But, it's, but it is funny, actually, because, I mean, uh, there, there was a lovely feature they did in one of the papers about five years ago, and they went through the travel brochures. And they've got lots of people sitting by hotel pools, and they discovered that the same couple featured in four different brochures, <laughs> wearing different swimwear. But it was like, here's Bill and Anne, and here they are at another hotel in another brochure. They were obviously yeah. a couple that they'd whizzed around to take yeah. standard library shots, but they featured in everything. It was so funny. I saw, funnily enough, years and years ago, 20 years ago in France, though, I don't know if they still exist, but there used to be a company called the Eurocamp. Yes, and yes, they were yes. For middle-class campers who drive their Volvos to the continent and stay in a tent, you know, with with b- b- beds and cooker. and Anyway, the, the photographers turned up, and they, and, and they had these old people, immaculately dressed old people, pointing at things like barbecues <laughs> to have their pictures, you know, <laughs> smiling as, as they were holding a sausage. <laughs> what NATO was supposed to be doing... Hang on, we're listening to something else that's coming into our, into our ears at the moment. I don't know what it is. Hold on a sec, Nathan. Yeah, sorry, I, I'm getting a bit of something else here. Yes, we were listening to something else coming through then. I don't know what that was. It sounded very strange. It was probably Eurocamp's lawyer. <laughs> well, it <laughs> might have been, actually. <laughs> actually, the, the, the other thing, you know, where, where you, you, you talk about people sort of pointing at things. My favourite used to be to get the Littlewoods catalogue. Yes. And to turn to the men's underpants section, and there you would find <laughs> men in their wife front standing on a small hillock, pointing into the distance. Yeah, with, <laughs> with, no with one arm on hip. As you do <laughs> when you buy a new pair of underpants. I, I have um, I, I, ha- I have a question for you, Nathan. Yes, sir. From yes. from my very good friend Hugh Broom. Right. And Hugh says, can you ask Nathan if Europe's most romantic island still has no decent power supply? Uh, well, Hugh is more than welcome to come and join me and enjoy the power cuts on a more than regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> no, it's no. <laughs> That's uh, yes, why it's uh, romantic because there's no time well, to watch. <laughs> Yes, Europe's most romantic island still has a problem with water as well. So, wow. water and electric. I mean, the only thing we're missing shortages of is food at the moment, but I don't want to tempt fate, so... No. I mean, what is way, all you have to do, phone and we will arrange a parcel, englishcornershop.co.uk. <laughs> we we can send you some pickle. Up, didn't I? <laughs> I must mention, actually, just before we go, just very briefly, you've had a, a, a bad bit of news, because the first crime of its kind here, uh, Britain stabbed... It's funny how, uh, you know, the, the history of a country can be documented by news stories like crime. And for the very first time in Cyprus, we were a small country, less than a million people. First crime of its kind here, a 59-year-old Briton who lives in Limassol was stabbed seven times during a burglary at his home on Monday night. And, and of course, that makes all of the headlines because we've never had that kind of crime before. But as I've said in the past decade or so, uh, things changing dramatically the the the, the, the way we uh, the way we live and the, the population makeup. But uh, yeah, that's a bit of a shock on this week. I have to say, he is okay though. That's thankfully. Is so, he good. after being stabbed seven times? Seven times. The the burglar was in his bedroom, managed to escape through a patio window. And did yeah, did, but, did uh, they actually catch anybody? No, no, they didn't. They didn't. Uh, oh. Police are looking st- still looking for him, but. Oh. I think people are so shocked, first of all, Steve, by the fact that it's a burglary. <laughs> that sort of stuff never used to happen yes, too much. Yes. But the guy was stabbed in it. Yes. It's quite amazing.
It is terrible. Well, listen, um, I hope everything else is, is good over there for you, and we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you very much, fellas, and uh, nice to hear Mr Savory back as well. Enjoy Thank your you, Boston. <laughs> Thanks, kiddo. Bye. Take care. Ta-ra. Nathan Morley, our man in Cyprus. I forgot to ask. Oh, it's 39 degrees over there at the moment. Oh, wow. <laughs> So that's double it. it and add, so 40. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Yes, I was in the valley the other day where the mus- musos were playing, yeah. and that was 104 out there. That was kind of hot. Way too hot for me, I'm afraid. Quarter to six is the time. These are the headlines. A million pound rewards on offer for the capture of Colonel Muammar Gaddafi. Fighting has continued in Tripoli overnight as opposition leaders make the first moves to setting up a new government in the Libyan capital. Steve Jobs, the co-founder of Apple, has resigned from his post as chief executive, but the man behind the iPhone, iPad and other devices will remain as chairman. He says he can no longer handle the job, but he's thought to be standing down because of ongoing health concerns. And it's expected to be another record-breaking year for teenagers picking up their GCSE results today. They're announced at 9.30 this morning. Check on the roads for you. It's Rachel Hardiman. Thanks, Steve. Well, starting in Stratford, the high streets... Morning, every 13 minutes to six. It's LBC 97.3. It's nice to have your company. You better add me to the list, says Bridget, of people watching Big Brother. I'm enjoying it, although Jed would make him want to hurl a brick through the television. Aren't they? Do you know, I, d- I didn't realise that you could go off people so fast. They really are deeply, deeply unpleasant. Lucian was in Waterloo Road too, taking my friend's daughter Catherine to Priscilla tonight for Kids Week. She loves it. Bridget has seen Priscilla about 45 times. <laughs> Wow. It would be easier if she joined the cast. In fact, I think she has joined the cast on numerous occasions. It's a little excessive, perhaps, but it is a good show. She loves it. She absolutely cannot get enough of it. In Florida, says John in Witten, at the Holiday Inn, on the beds there's a sign, caution, these comfy pillows can cause drowsiness. <laughs> I think that's quite nice. Um, uh, Cross and Blackwell, the, Bl- the Blackwell family from our village, Chipperfield, says Anna. They were benefactors to the village and our village social club is called Blackwell's. Jimmy Carter's ancestors also hail from our little village. History lesson over. As always, loving the programme. Thank you. Uh, Bernie says, I have to disagree about potatoes being fattening and bad for you. My mother was brought up in Ireland and they formed part of our staple diet and they provide strong bones and she's now 83 and still enjoys her spuds daily. So eat them and enjoy. Well, there you go. Mind you, John Wayne smoked 100 fags a day, didn't he? He did. And lived to a ripe old age, I think. Frances Drake brought them to England, says Robbie. Potatoes. Yeah, Amanda knew that. She was there. She was standing on the quayside at the time going, Cooey, Francis, Francis, what have you bought me? What have you bought? Bought me present, bought me present. What have you got for me? What's that? A potato? You can shove that, can't you? (laughs) Don't want a potato. Um, uh, Steve says, I'll have customs at Heathrow look out for a dodgy geezer carrying a load of Branston. (laughs) Could have been a marked man now, I tell you. And um, Steve, listening from Las Vegas, originally from Sheffield. Poor soul, I'm so sorry. Loving the show. By the way, the Macross show is brilliant. Oh, I know. I mean, I have no doubt it's wonderful. I'm just talking about in terms of size. 160 seats for his room, whereas the Steve Allen show plays to 1,000. When we did the Fairfield Halls, 1,750. And I never sang a note. I think I might at the next show. (laughs) Fly me to the moon and let... I think I'm not a bad singer, actually. I think if I was a little bit enhanced... Oh, well, I could be, no problem. I've always wanted to do it. You know, if you had enough money, I would love to do the Mermaid Theatre, because it's quite good. The stage, I promise you, there is big. You could put an entire symphony orchestra on, and I'd love to have them be very quiet. And I go, I'm going to sing to you now. And the curtain rises, or parts in their case, to see an entire London symphony orchestra playing all the carol. I think that'd be really... And then make it snow... 
because we have it snowing before. No, maybe not snow. We did snow once, didn't we? Yeah, it was the wrong kind of snow, it was the really. Wrong kind of snow we had. We were <laughs> knee deep in this stuff. They gave us the opportunity at the Fairfield Halls. What sort of? Sn- I said I want it to snow. Richard Hakey was going to sing "White Christmas" and did and did sing it. He's got a lovely voice. Yes, he, he does. used to sing on Clive Bull's program. Did he? Quite regularly, apparently. And he he sang for us, and we had it snowing. But they said you can either have paper, which is shredded, which comes down, which looks quite nice, or failing that, you can have the foam. That evaporates. Yeah. So little we foam. We had the foam that didn't. We had the foam that didn't. It. We were knee deep in it. <laughs> in fact, at one point, I think we lost Alan Dodgen underneath the foam. Well, good it was. <laughs> it had, it had so much foam. The idea was, it hits the stage and it just dissolves. Not ours. Not our. We had it everywhere. Terrible. I thought we were all going to end up on our backsides. Actually, it, it was quite funny. Slippery, though. wasn't it? It was quite funny. We liked that. Dog owners are being urged to keep their pets under control, as it now emerges that eleven postmen a day are being bitten on their rounds. What part of the body's that? I don't know. <laughs> is that, is that the, where's your round? Is that your bottom? Apparently, 3,073 bitten on the thigh, 2,648 finger savaged, 657 were bitten on their bottom, 129 nipped on the groin, 76 bitten on the down belows, 70 savaged in the face, 45 attacked on the stomach, 27 bitten on the neck, 10 having their noses chewed, and 5 bitten on the small spherical objects that only men have got. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a lot. How do you get a dog to nip you on the nose? D- well, they Is jump. A flying Have dog? See, see, dog? Dogs frighten me. They frighten me a bit. Horses frighten me. Everything frightens me. That would be silly. Toast frightens me as well. What have you got? Toast. Toast. What have I got? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> There's, um... We heard on, on, the, uh, on the room mill the other day, which turns out to be true, that Lady Gaga has just uh, recorded a, uh, a duet with Cher. Oh, right. Which is great news. And she's also appearing as Marge's lover on The Simpsons. Right. <laughs> Cher. No. <laughs> Lady Gaga. Oh, right, Lady Gaga. Yeah. She's an odd-looking one, isn't she? Yes, but she's... she's incredibly talented. Oh, I love the albums. Incredibly talented. Well, I told you, I went to see her at, um, at the O2 at Christmas time last wow. year, and, and I was very nonplussed by her before I went, and she completely won me over. Wow. Great live show. See, that, that, that's what it's all about. Because it's, when you went to see uh, Cher yes. in Vegas, yes. they do a big show. I've seen the Bette Midler one. It came out on a DVD. Oh, did it? Which came with her greatest hits. They gave you the show from Las Vegas at oh, Caesars Palace. I must get it. It was really good. Really, really good. Yeah, she was fun. Yeah. I mean, I, to be honest with you, next time I go to Vegas, I must go, and I must go there and do all the shows. Yes. Um, Joan Rivers has just been there. She's very rude. I know, but I do I've like got her, her um, DVD of where oh, she's... Oh, yes, a piece of work. A piece of work. I think that was on the television the other night. It was. Yes. Where she it, shouts at some man. She does a joke about deaf people, and this man shouts, that's not very funny. I've got a deaf son, and she then lays into him, yes. going, you stupid so-and-so, my mother's deaf, don't you know? I've got a brother who's got one leg as well, and I'm going to do jokes about that later. The whole idea of... Oh, she goes for it big time. <laughs> She goes for it big oh. time. Because there shouldn't be anything that you can't really laugh at. Well, you know... I know I there think, are. Yes, but I think in this country we have become too PC. Mm. You know, things like Little Britain and, uh, and Come Fly With Me <laughs> accepted. Yes. Um, and it takes away all the jokes. You remember the ones about the, uh, the Englishman, the Scotsman and the Irishman. Yes. We don't have those anymore no. because people get upset by yes. them. And I think it's all a bit well, silly. Well, some Polish bloke has just gone to court and won because one of his colleagues called him Borat. 
But then, apparently, at the Christmas party, he used to dress up as Borat and do impressions. But he didn't want people calling him Borat, so he went to court and I gave him 2,000 quid. What? Grow up! You get, it's so stupid. It's it like, is I stupid. thought the whole idea is you turn the other cheek. You know, if we all had money every time somebody took the mickey out of us, you know, it would, but the country would be bankrupt, I should imagine. Ridiculous. I mean, I'd, I'd have to give her money. Midget features. I mean, it would, it would just be ridiculous, you know. The trouble is, you see, every soft note, I get her a Christmas present, and I buy her a little something, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, that would be at Christmas. That's you get right, the Christmas tree. Yeah, well, some people don't get them at Christmas. Money. And occasionally I find some old toffees in the, in the back of the boot of the car. They've been there for three years. I repackage them, <laughs> give them to her, and she eats them. She's happy as Larry. Good. I found a box of chocolates clearing out the boot of the car, and I brought them in, and I said, I think they're all right. The first layer looked a bit dodgy. But of course, she tries them. She's game for most things. She, oh, they're all right, she goes. She threw it. But after that, the layer was good. I think you can keep chocolate for a lot. She'll eat anything, oh. I tell you. I'm finding some rock and an old peppermint I've rewrapped later. <laughs> Which is good fun. <laughs> uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. They're going to relaunch Room 101. I used to like that. And uh, it's going to have uh, Frank Skinner, new host, four years after it was axed. Do you know, I thought that was a very good programme. Mm. I quite liked it. I liked it with Paul Merton, because we like Paul Merton a lot. Mm. And I wish they would bring back, onto the BBC, because I think they did it better, two programmes. Noel's House Party. Yes, Because wonderful. it was good family entertainment. And you were in it. <laughs> and that is true. And uh, and also Noel's Christmas no, present. No, he wasn't Mr. Blobby. No, I wasn't Mr. Could Blobby. Be now. Mr. I could be now. Um, and Noel's Christmas presents, which I know they're doing again on Sky. Yeah. But it's not the same as when it was on the BBC. It was, it, you know, it's good, but it was better on the BBC. And and I just want all programs with Noel Edmonds because I think he's fantastic. Well, I'll tell you who they're promoting like there's no tomorrow in America. It's Jeremy Kyle. Really? Yeah. They've got people like him over there. I know, but he, uh, but, um... As what? Uh, the, promote Jerry him? Springer is not doing that kind of show anymore. That's right, yeah. Um, and I think they're looking for somebody to take over from him. Oh. And it's Jeremy Kyle. Yeah, you're welcome to Jeremy Kyle. I don't Kyle. want him. No. I thought I'd escaped him. Uh, the Guardian's been, uh, been wrapped over the knuckles for having a, a sexist advert... They're going to be probed over this. The offending ad for Ryanair's cheap flights to Germany appeared on page nine of yesterday's paper. Under the tagline, See the Frau Lines with the Big Jugs, was a picture of a large-breasted blonde clutching a huge beer glass. Because they're selling flights to go to the Oktoberfest, I'm assuming. The paper was besieged with calls from its right-on readership over the extraordinarily sexist ad. Lord. One said I nearly choked on my gluten-free organic muesli when I saw it. (laughs) See, if they'd have put that in the Daily Star, nobody would have cared. Nobody would have cared. They'd have, been, they'd have had so many bookings. It'd oh. be unbelievable. I mean, the trouble is, what can you... We were saying earlier on, what can you not laugh at nowadays? And the answer is, you can laugh at most things. You can't laugh at disabled children. No, of course Although Frankie not, Boyle that's never funny. Got exactly, it's, it's not funny. But the one thing you can laugh at, and... God, you've got to watch it. The Housewives of Orange County. Oh, I know. There is one woman on there, Tamra... She is the vilest woman I've ever seen on television. She is so vile, you want, to, you want to take her out and drop her out of an aircraft. She is picking on poor little Gretchen. Gretchen's a little bit bimbo type, but her husband died of cancer. And Tamara, who is the... I didn't realise somebody could be that vile. She hates it when somebody interferes in her life, and yet she wants to interfere. And she was saying to Gretchen, but you were sleeping with this guy, you know, and your husband wasn't even dead. And Gretchen went, no, I wasn't. And they, they literally had a cafe. I wanted Gretchen to get up and punch her lights out. Because this woman, Tamara, and there's another one, Vicky. Vicky's the old hag who looks like she's well. She was going to quit last year, but decided to stay on. So we've got to be bored with this balmy woman. None of them can keep their, their marriages together. And now, 
Tamara is having a go at Gretchen because apparently her husband isn't paying maintenance for his kids. Mind your own business, you nosy old bag. She is so vile. She is... I mean, I didn't realise that somebody on television could be that vile. She really is horrible. Anyway, luckily her husband left her because she was quite clearly so vile. I hope you get a copy of this programme, Tamara, over there, because we hate you to pieces. You are one hell of a nasty person. I was travelling down the M1 motorway. The... Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. It's LBC 97.3. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. We're coming to you live from Leicester Square, and it's Thursday the 25th. Or, as I like to say, it's one day before payday. Because most people, if you get paid monthly, you will be paid tomorrow, which is good news. And if you're a motorist, you get paid today, do they? Oh, right. 25th. Oh, right. I thought it was the last Friday in the month. Oh, it's Thursday. So, oh, there you go. Even more exciting today. Gosh. Oh, it's the 25th. Oh, is it? Oh, it might be for you. Not, not for us people. Not for us presenters. No, ours is a completely different demand. I get paid on the first. Anyway, millions of motorists. I'll wind her up this morning. In advance. Uh, Maybe driving death traps because of slapdash MOT tests. Now, I don't know whether or not. Uh, Paul Saver is fairly lucky with his vehicle. Some of them don't need MOTs for about three years, do they? That's true. Because you do buy new, and so you get three years I motoring. Do. But I'm, I'm seriously considering not next time. Oh, uh, right. Of the, because of the amount you lose when you drive it out the showroom. That is, I've only ever bought, I think, two brand new cars. One was a Mini and one wasn't. And, <laughs> and I drove it out the garage. And you're right. The moment you drive it out, it depreciates yeah. by about a third. I know, it's ridiculous because it's the tax. Yeah. It's the new car tax that you have to pay, which is a bit of a rip-off, I think. What they've actually done here, and, and you could probably do this all the time, they rig up a car hmm. And they take it into various MOT places to see what they, what they get and what they don't get. Yeah. It's like you see the programmes on the television. They used to use a guy called Roger, Roger Bisbee, who we used to use for all our DIY stuff, because he was, he's just brilliant at doing plumbing and stuff like that. In fact, he actually put one of my boilers in. And, um, in and the car? In the car, yes. I had a boiler in the car, <laughs> powered by gas. I wanted compressed air, but, you know. And, um, and he sort of um, took a couple of things out of a boiler, and then they, they brought in these quack people to see how long they, and they go oh, no you probably need a new boiler go, no it's just they just needs to adjust that there yeah. and the, so when they took the, the, the car in and it was a Vauxhall Corsa uh, four of the six centres failed to find a chipped windscreen or a broken clip on a brake pipe another missed a problem with the car's track rod and ball joint and so what they're saying now, they want, uh, the, the, the findings come as the government plan to raise the age a car first needs to be tested from three to four years and we, what good will that be? I have no idea. No idea. They also want the tests every two years instead of annually. And the AA, quite rightly, say this will lead to more unsafe cars on the roads. Bad enough now. So you don't want that, do you? No. I don't think so. But uh, Road Safety Minister Mike Penning says MOT garages are regularly inspected to make sure they meet the right standards. Yeah, but it doesn't stop the people who work there. They might meet the right standards, but sometimes they take people on who miss things. There are cowboys in every yes, profession, aren't there? absolutely. You know, you'll always get people. I mean, now I'm quite glad that it's all under one auspices. So mm. the police now know if you've got insurance, MOT, yes, I, tax. I think that's very sensible. I saw them, one of these police stop action things the other day. Yeah. And, uh, and, they, and they stopped a bloke because he was driving a £100,000 car. It turns out, uh, he, he sort of gets out with his kid, arrogant, you know, sort of like swaggering a little bit. And, uh, and they go, this, this car's coming up as having no insurance. And so he said, oh, it's, it's on the company insurance. It turned out it wasn't. He was banned from driving he didn't, because he didn't have a licence. Yeah. And he had a kid in the car. And they said, well, we're actually taking the car away from you. I'm sorry, we're taking it away from you. So they had to phone the people who owned it to say, we're, we're, we're 
taken this car away. Well, they were doing that yesterday at Heathrow when Stevie picked us up. Oh, right. There was a, there was a car opposite us that the police had uh, surrounded, presumably just because they'd pulled up there early and were waiting for people. Yeah. But it had no tax on it. You could see it had no tax disc on it. And um, they were turfing everybody out of the car and, yes, they and do. driving it away. Yes, they actually say now, and they go, well, what are we supposed to do? You go, don't know. And they were at the airport. There was a woman <laughs> and her son driving down the motorway. He didn't have a licence. And so they, they, they pulled them over and they said, I said what, do you have a licence? And so they went, no. And the woman said, oh, I've, I've got the licence. They went, no, to drive a car, he's got to have the licence. And so they took the car off them. Yeah. They, they were just going to the airport. So they, they were last pictured trudging up the road with their suitcases. You think, there are people like this driving around who have no idea. Sometimes you, you probably pass people and think, have you got a licence? Well, am I on my own in thinking that the standard of driving in this country has gone down dramatically in the last few years? I think so, yes. Yeah. Yes. I think so. Mainly because, I mean, we have the speed cameras, but they say the speed cameras don't actually save lives. Because no, of course they don't. I, I, I see people... Everybody does the same thing, don't they? Come on, hands up. If you're a driver, you see a speed camera, it comes up on your sat-nav, bing, 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 so you slow down, and you put your foot down the other side of it. That's what everybody does, and I know it sounds harsh, but everybody does that. Which I would think is more dangerous than just keeping a constant speed. Of course it is. The other thing which we've seen the increase of, and it's terrible around our way, cycles on the pavement. Oh, yeah. Everybody on the pavement. There's a bloke every morning. I walk down here, he gets a Boris bike, and he careers down the pavement. I mean, he's a complete loony every morning at exactly the same time, and then goes through Trafalgar Square. And you think to yourself, where, is it worth the police stopping somebody for cycling on the pavement? The answer is, for the amount of paperwork, probably not. Well, they should have the power to impose instant fines for things like that. Yeah. Uh, one here, Tone says, just to say, without being a sycophant, and as one who spent most of my life in musicals, you don't need any vocal enhancement. You sing in tune and have good tone. So there. I think I've got better, actually, to be honest with you. I think well, you as, do as you grow older. Yes, I think as you get older, I, I'm, I'm much better. I used, to a, 42, I used to be a pitch, pitch a song, you know, so I, I could hit all the high notes. Can't do them now. I thought you went on QVC. <laughs> that was dodging, though, wasn't it? Yes, that was dodging on there. Uh, yes, the barge, the venue's very small for Matt Goss. It used to be the old Cleopatra's barge. The stage is the old barge. It's very tiny. It's enough room for a few dancers and a nine-piece band, not a seven-piece band, as I pointed out earlier on. But he does do the old hits. Oh, dear. Uh, and Dee and Laylam. Love Laylam. Very pretty place. Uh, read Big Brother. Could we not encourage people to vote just one of the twins out? I wonder how the other twin would cope. I think they're exempt from voting. I th- I'm sure I read somewhere that they had a contract that said um, that they, they, they weren't going to be voted out. They were just the irritants who stayed in there. Walter Raleigh, you introduced the potato. Not Francis Drake, says Lindsay. Yeah, with Walter Raleigh. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? We're not going to make a big song and dance about it, are you? You're on the Isle of Wight, all right? And, of course, they're purple. What are? Naturally. Potatoes. Potatoes. Oh, right. And carrots. Good Lord. Today's useless information, ladies and gentlemen. Carrots are purple. Why are they purple? Natural carrots are purple. They've been bred to... uh, Oh, right. ...to look orange. Well, they had a man the other day on the television, and he he grew giant vegetables. Yes. And his cabbages, I have to be honest, were pretty spectacular. And what he did was he put a little nick in the stalk... And the vegetable healed itself and grew twice as big, as if it was going to climb out the ground and punch him for, for hurting it. Oh. And he, he said, that's my, my trick for growing big vegetables. I think it was a piece on people who've got allotments and how much they enjoy spending time up there. And his wife used to come out and ring the bell outside so he knew it was tea time or lunchtime because he got so carried away talking to his vegetables. 
I'm a bit worried about my avocados. I love avocados. Because I'm, I'm growing the pips in, in L.A. Oh, yeah? Yeah, why not? Well, you're not going to get an avocado tree, oh, are you? Oh, yes. Oh, really? Eventually, How yes, many they're, years? They're sprouting. I don't know. You can get an avocado plant in six months. Really? Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I have figs, but they've never grown big enough to eat. Only one year. Hmm. Second year, they, they've kind of... I think I need to put them in the ground so they well, can Well, next time you eat an avocado, stick some cocktail sticks in either side, float it in, a, in, a, in some water, and it'll sprout. Really? And then you stick it in a pot. Gosh. That's like people who sort of go and get these bonsai tree kits, and you think, it'll take about a hundred years. Don't waste your time. It's ridiculous. I grew it. I mean, it, it, it's cheaper to go and buy the blooming things. It really is. OK, quarter past six is the time. News headlines with Sam Pittis. Libyan rebels have announced an amnesty for anyone with... Available now. Apparently, if in case you're worried about what you're missing in your life today, the latest must-have thing in the beauty regime is, wait for it, coconut oil. Apparently, somebody swears by it, and uh, there's a woman here. I will not go a day without coconut oil. I personally take four tablespoons a day, either on my salads, in my cooking, or in my cups of green tea. Now I can tell you. Oh, all the fad in America is is coconut water. Oh, I love is, it. Which is coconut love milk, it. Yes. we call it. Yes. Coconut water over there. Oh, I love it. And and it's hailed as a as the health drink. Yes, not too much of it. No, not it's too much. Quite high in cholesterol. That's I right. Think. But um, potassium, I think it's got a lot of as well. Oh, is it? Oh, it's delicious. I keep two two cartons in the fridge. Yeah. Oh, I'm a healthy boy now. I tell you. You know, coconut oil. Um, should we say with uh, for people with dark skin? Yeah. Uh, is is as old as the hills, they've been she using it on their skin. Oil on yeah. her hair. I seem to remember something in the back of my mind. She puts coconut oil on her hair. I think to give it sort of gloss. I mean, I tried doing the same thing. Mm. Doesn't quite have the same effect. Uh, and we talked to Roger now, who also doesn't use coconut oil either. Morning, Roger. Uh, no, I try to avoid it actually. Um, Interesting <laughs> though, isn't it? Isn't coconut milk high in calories? I d- I, I, it's. Water, it's not milk, it's, it's coconut oh, it's water. Not. So, in other words, when you actually cut the top of a coconut and pour that clear liquid out, that's oh, I coconut see. water. Oh, yeah. Delish. Oh, no, that's great. But you don't, you don't, you don't put that all over your face. No, no, no. The, no the, the, the oil is what you'd be putting over your hair. No, I mean, if you want oh, to I, sit sorry. in the bath, you know, I'll, I'll pour a yeah. gallon of coconut water Forgi- over it. Makes you feel Forgive better. Forgive me, I, I, I'm oh. a bit kind of um, slightly confused this morning. Yeah, but, that's all right. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> So, so two things very, very quickly. First of all, we know that uh, Betty Blue Eyes is coming off, which is a big shame. Well, yes, this is extraordinary, isn't it? This sudden announcement at the Novello Theatre. It's going to close at the end of the month. Uh, Cameron McIntosh never one to uh, hide behind a bushel. I mean, you know, one of our greatest producers. Even he couldn't quite pull this one off. Mm. Um, and he says it's struggling to cover its cost. But it was interesting what he said, though, that um, or he said he reckoned when he announced this, that audiences um, don't want to take risks on spending their money on, on new and unknown musicals or, or shows uh, and uh, want to kind of go for the safe and familiar titles and material. So um, maybe that's true, I don't know, but I don't know what quite what you have to do, actually, because, uh, well, as you know, Sarah Lancashire and Reese Shearsmith, um, you, you know, a good story based mm-hmm. on a private function, and um, and and they, they, a lot a lot was made though of, of Kylie Minogue's voice um, as the voice of the pig Betty, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that was a bit of a disappointment because you only only heard a bit of it at the very very end of the show, and it didn't sound like Kylie at all. But um, uh, who can tell? I mean, if Cameron McIntosh can't get it right, then then who can? Yeah. I mean, maybe a bit bit sort of odd, an oddity. But then uh, then near tenor. 
uh, came off early as well. So perhaps there's slight, you know, things are slightly churning under a bit at the West End, but then there's always a time when shows close and new ones open and there's a lot of new stuff coming up. And as you mentioned earlier, Priscilla, of course, closing mm. at the end of the year um, uh, as well. And Chicago, I think, will be moving possibly to another theatre. Mm. I'm not sure yet. But um, it, it's, so there's always that kind of shifting around. It's like the tectonic plates moving about in the yeah, West End, yeah. isn't it, really? It's and a so. shame because I mean, at, at least we do get to see new shows. But I think they're almost pricing themselves out of the market. You know, a top price well, seat is, for some of yeah. these shows can be as much as £85. Yes, that, this, is, this is always a perceived problem, isn't it? That there's always the opportunity to go to the TKTS booth in Leicester Square yeah. and get half price or cheaper tickets. And, of course, at the moment, it's a great time because this, uh, this Kids Week thing in the West End, which has been extended now till September, um, they've just released more tickets. So there's a chance there to get and see shows like um, Shrek, uh, which has been added. They've topped up the tickets. In, in this last week and, and put additional tickets available. So, um, you know, if you've got kids, there's a chance to get in the West End mm. at a cheaper price. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, it's a lot of money, isn't it? 85 quid. If you spend that on South Pacific, for example, to sit in the stalls at the Barbican, mm. well, I mean, who can say whether you're getting your money's worth or not? But if you, a, a couple of you go, um, or three or four of you, a group of you, mm. it's... It, it, almost like you've got to go and see a financial advisor before you, yes. you spend your money. Especially if you it's, want to drink in the interval. Investment. So you buy, say, four seats. If there's a family of you going, don't get a discount for children. You all, all pay the same price. Then they want sweets or drinks in the interval. Before you know where you are, you've said farewell to, I mean, the best part, about 400 and something pounds. Well, absolutely. And, and I think this is... Well, you, you see, in a way, though, it's interesting, because when you talk to uh, theatre people... The price doesn't seem to be a problem um, for lots of shows because people will want to go and see them. Ghost, for example, I, I don't know what the price of Ghost tickets are, but, but Ghost is doing fantastically well. Mm. Uh, Les, Les Mis, of course, Phantom of the Opera, um, and some other shows, even with high prices, or what we think are of as high prices, seem to, to do quite well. But then on the other hand... Betty Blue Eyes is coming off, the, or they've announced that it's coming off mm. in, in September, in a few weeks' time, isn't it? It was going to run for six months. Yes. Um, uh, at a time when, let's face it, the summer is traditionally quiet anyway in the West End theatres mm. because it's just one of those, those, those periods. So um, I, I always feel kind of upbeat about it, but um, I take the point, though, about, about ticket pricing. And um, I think people really just need to... to, to to look around and um, and look out for, for ticket offers and ticket bargains. And, of course, you know, with, with shows coming up, people will want to go and see Vanessa Redgrave in uh, Driving Miss Daisy, yes. which opens later this year. Um, but who can tell who would want to go and see the uh, stage adaptation of The Lady Killers, which, again, is mm. opening later this year. I, I, I do think, though, that um, the hot ticket is going to be the James Corden comedy, One Man, Two Governors, which was at the, um, of course, at the National Theatre and is touring now, but it's coming into the vaudeville. Everyone will want to go and see that. And I think whatever the price, people will pay to go and see it. And the same it, it applies at the moment with David Tennant and Catherine Tate in Shakespeare. You, mm. it's, 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 
it's it's a funny market, really, at the moment, I yes, guess, in yes. the West End. It's amazing the, the celebrities... Blue Eyes has yeah, suffered. Poor old Betty suffers with it. Uh, and, of course, uh, Amanda Holden's coming out of Shrek because she's pregnant, so she's coming out a bit earlier. And I yes. think... I can't remember who's going in. Is it Mel B or something? I can't remember. Somebody like No, that. no, it's... Um, oh, dear. It's from uh, the girl from Girls Aloud. Um, oh, right. Kimberly Walsh. Kimberly Walsh. Kimberly Walsh. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, she's going into it. But, you know, great role, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and a great cast yes. um, to, to join. And um, I, th- I think she's done stage work before. Yeah. So it's not as if she's just some pop bimbo who just kind of thinks, oh, I want to be in a West End show. She's, she was in Les Mis, I think, as a kid. So, yeah. Oh, well, that's good. And has done stage school and all of that and, and, and TV acting. So um, she'll be great in it, I'm pretty sure. And, and of course, Shrek is great fun, um, too, right, with um, um, Nigel Harmon rolling around on his knees <laughs> Right. I have to hilarious. ask you, though, I have to ask you what, what you thought of South Pacific. Yeah, South Pacific. Well, um, it yeah, got mixed. Great. Uh, on the opening night, though, of course, this uh, was, well, we thought, oh, what's going to happen here? Because the, the director came on um, just before the curtain went up and said, well, unfortunately, Samantha M- Womack, we've got some bad news. And everyone went, oh, no, because um, she, she's um, unfortunately broken her toe. And we thought, oh, no, the understudy's going to go on. And I looked in the programme quickly. There are two understudies. But nevertheless, she did go on. Um, and as the director said, she's had loads of uh, pills and injections and, and uh, she's bandaged up a bit. But you couldn't see that. And you would never have actually known. I mean, he didn't need to come on and say that, actually, because um, Samantha Womack looked absolutely perfectly fine, except for the big number, wash that man right out of my hair. I, I don't think she did too much movement, but then everyone was looking at her feet, you know, just to see whether she's going to limp. <laughs> Poor soul. <laughs> and when he came soul. out, I thought he was going to say, is there a doctor in the house? But he didn't, and uh, and it worked. But yes, 85 quid for the stall seat for the barbecue, wow. but sold out completely. Yes, I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll be lucky to get a ticket, I would imagine. And um, this is a great New York Lincoln Center theatre production that, uh, that did so well on the States. The first revival of South Pacific since it first opened in the late 40s, early 50s. So uh, a, a really great treat to see Rogers and Hammerstein South Pacific done on a big stage with an enormous orchestra. And mm. I've got to tell you, it's unusual to go to a musical these days without, you know, lots of animatronics and, um, you know, all sorts of gimmicks and lights and kind of stage effects and stuff mm. like that. This is very much focused on a story. And when that orchestra strikes up at the beginning and plays yeah. almost, I think it's a 10-minute overture, and they run through all the songs in the show, Some Enchanted Evening, um, Nothing Like a Dame, Younger Than Spring, Roger, I've got to leave it there. Time. I've run out of time, I'm afraid. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Gets a thumbs up. Yes. Absolutely, then. Excellent. I did see the the uh, the uh, the male members doing uh, "There Is Nothing Like a Dame," and actually, it was the first time I'd actually seen an all butch cast in a show because when they did "Annie Get Your Gun" a short while ago, most of the cowboys would have ridden side saddle. <laughs> I've never seen such a camp lot, but uh, at least it's all butch down there at the Barbican <laughs> for eighty-five quid. Okay, listen, we'll take a short break for the uh, news at six thirty. It's LBC ninety-seven point three. LBC ninety-seven point three. Morning, everybody. It's LBC 97.3. Uh, Nick Ferrari, after the news at 7 this morning, he'll be discussing that IPCC ruling relating to disabled protester Jody McIntyre being pulled from his wheelchair by police during last year's student protests. The police need to apologise. 
Is that enough? Nick will be speaking to Jody himself, asking how he feels about the whole situation. And, of course, it's the morning of the GCSE results. Nick will be speaking to the school's minister, Nick Gibb, about this year's results and also discussing whether we should return to more traditional subjects when it comes to GCSEs. All that and a full round-up of the morning's newspapers with Nick Ferrari from Seven. It's Yasmin Alibi-Brown, who's looking at the papers this morning. Big story is the fact that, A, they've still not found... uh, uh, Muammar. There, there's a million dollars now out on his head, dead or alive. And uh, the other story is the fact that, yes, Amanda Holden is pregnant again. So that's some good news this morning. Uh, let's have a chat to Darren, find out where we're going to go today. Send you out a little bit later than usual, but things were sort of moving a bit uh, a bit fast over in Libya on Monday when he would have been here. So we, we've sort of moved him down to Thursday. So, morning. Morning to you. Where are we off to today? Um, well, there's quite a few last chances. The Press Photographer's Year uh, exhibition down at the National uh, Theatre finishes in a week and a half. This is the exhibition that features all sorts of images used in the media last year, including um, Prince William and Kate Middleton. There's things like uh, Glenda Ward's Yellow Cottage Nursery, um, all sorts of stuff. It's a free exhibition. It's absolutely beautiful. There's some stunning photography down there. My favourite images of uh, a group of young foxes, about 15 of them all together, all curled up, which someone managed to take a picture of. Oh. Absolutely stunning. It's free. Go and see it at the National Theatre. We like free. Last free. Well, this is sort of free. It's the last chance now, another week of Kids Week, which is the West End Theatre show promotion where you buy a ticket and a child goes free. Almost every show in the West End is taking part. More um, tickets being added as we go along. So if you type in Kids Week to Google, kidsweek.co.uk, it'll take you there to the website to give you more information about that. Last chance also to see London Street Photography at the Museum of London. That continues until the 4th of September 2. Had lots of great feedback from all the listeners. You've been to see that one. Batman Live started yesterday down at the O2 and continues also until the 4th of September. Fan of Batman, Steve? Not particularly. No, I've I've seen. Cl- it, it looks quite good. The clips, but I was I was never a a caped crusader. I like the early ones when it was da 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 comedy version or the serious version. Uh, I like the serious version, except that the it was the cartoon bits that came in. We went kapow, zowie. Yeah, that was the, that was the comedy version. That was no, no, it wasn't. That was the oh, that was the, that was with Bruce West. Yeah, Adam oh, West. Adam yeah. West. Sorry, yes. Yes. Yeah. I always wanted a house where you started the car up and the cliff opened and you came out of yeah. the side of the cliff. I quite liked that idea. And I liked the house and I liked their butler. And I liked Robin, <laughs> who was his ward, I believe. Indeed he was. Yes. Last chance. Also, How happy they must have been together. They must have been very happy. Watch me move. The animation show at the Barbican Centre. That's uh, got two weeks left as well, until the 11th of September. And um, this is going to be a good one. Um, Secret London Tours. Dying bursting. Very busy year this year. Most of them have been sold out. The next one is on Sunday the 4th of September. From Bagels to Brady Street, you get to explore east of Brick Lane as part of the European Jewish Heritage Day and includes a tour of the closed Brady Street Cemetery. Oh, lovely. And as I say, Sunday the 4th of September at 2.30. You don't need to book in advance because there's going to be uh, enough people to split the groups up if necessary. But if you need further information, go to secretlondonwalks.co.uk for more information on she's that. She's good. Been to the website. Yeah. She is very good. She's very, very good. We used to use her on LBC all the time, and she's got loads and loads of walks. But uh, she's she's out there. She's a blue badge guide, 
And uh, you should go on one of her walks. A, it's good exercise, and B, you learn a lot more about the capital. It's great. Indeed. A few other things for the new exhibition down at the um, British Museum. We've mentioned this before. The cost of living in Roman and modern Britain. This is the exhibition that compares how much it costs to live in Roman Britain and how much it costs to live in modern-day Britain, comparing all sorts of things, including clothing, Hmm. flat-screen televisions, that sort of thing. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, those. I mean, I remember going to the Roman Bazaar once and picking out a flat screen. It was interesting. It only showed those dreadful games at the Colosseum. Very dull. Yes. But, uh, as I say, the big one, the uh, Kids Week, that's coming to an end, but all sorts of stuff again. See, I'd recommend things like the, Cape, the Tiger Who Came to Tea. Yes. That one will love the kids. But even the older, so it shows you think for older people, maybe the teenagers, things like Jersey Boys... Yeah. That's the other thing. It's a, it's a show you get to see it cheap, for goodness sake. It's uh, it's it's well worth taking full advantage. They do it every so often in the West End, and uh, it's going to finish shortly. So get in. Then it's kids are back to school, which means double-edged sword, really. You have to yes. get into exhibitions in the Natural History Museum without having to queue for an hour. But then the roads go mad because all the people have gone back to work. I don't, yeah. you know, to be honest with you, I've not noticed any difference to the roads at all. I know that there's, oh. there appears to be more traffic because you do get the kids sitting in the back of the car with mum driving. You think, stick them on the bus, for God's sake. Make them go on the bus. We had to go on the bus. Make them go on the bus. Ridiculous, honestly. Yeah. You see little kids. It's obviously kids from certain schools that can manage to get there by themselves. And obviously kids from other schools who can't manage anything at all. How they get themselves up, God alone knows. But uh, some of them manage it. Okay. Well, there's okay. a few ideas. Lovely. Thank you very much indeed for those. And uh, you're back on uh, Sunday. 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 Can't wait. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Thanks very much indeed for that, Darren. Looking forward to it already. Bye bye. There's Darren Tossel. 20 minutes to uh, seven is the time. Um, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, Paul says, uh, without sounding unkind, isn't it about time that Mitch retired from public view just for a while? This is Mitch Winehouse because yeah, he's going to be, he's, so. he's launching a new album. And, um, I know, <laughs> he has tried this before. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether he's good or not, but he's going to be supporting Matt Goss on his tour. He says, uh, I also enjoyed, if that's all the right word, all the tributes to her. But uh, was I the only one who noticed that one of the so-called tributes would be doing nothing more than an advert for Mitch's album? Please, he says, no more. I think it's, yes, I think so. He, he does enjoy the publicity, it has to be said. And did you notice that Janie Cutler died? I didn't know who Janie Cutler was, but she was uh, she was 82, the little Scottish lady who belted out Edith Pierce Non, je ne regrette rien, on Britain's Got Talent last year. Oh. Non, and so she died. Very sad. Uh, great to hear Paul this morning. Best wishes to him. Uh, by the way, Cross and Blackwell, though originally English, is now half-owned by Jay Stucker in the US and also Premier Foods in the UK. It's about how they brought some Branson pickle to the US, then. <laughs> I'm amazed. Uh, plenty of evidence that speed cameras co- reduce collisions and casualties, says Peter. The driver groups who dispute the effectiveness of cameras are simply those who want to drive faster at most locations. Your guest went on to say, it's Paul Savory, how poor driving standards are. It's a good reason why the limit should be respected. Yes, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't mind having a, having a speed limit on roads. I'm not too bothered about that. What I think is ridiculous, you come in off the M4... And you're doing 70, and then all of a sudden you're down to 50, and then just you hit the elevator section, 40. Mm. And how stupid is that? We've managed for years. They're treating us like three-year-olds. Well, they've changed the, uh, the, the speed and, and keep changing the speed on the, uh, on the Westway yeah. elevated section. Yeah. And um, I think it used to be 50, then it went to 30, and yes. now it's 40. Yeah. And uh, did we have any trouble when it was 50? No. 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 <laughs> Can people walk up there? 
Not unless they're being completely stupid. Absolutely. So Absolutely. why not leave it at 50? I don't understand. Yes, that. I don't understand. Simon Cowell has said that Cheryl Cole is like Diana. And he's explained in an, in an interview uh, that he, he, he's likened her. He said he did offer her the chance to return to the UK X Factor, which hit screens last week. But as news of their rift started to leak, tensions between the two camps became increasingly fraught. Mr Cowell says he urged Mrs Cole's management to reason with her, even putting the US job back on the table, but a standoff ensued. He said, I asked Will I Am, Cole's manager and a member of the Black Eyed Peas, how does she feel about it? He said, it's none of your concern. So then I got nervous. I called back to tell him, I don't care what you say. If she wants to come back, she's got the gig. But if I don't hear from her by Sunday, the deal's off. She never contacted. Mm. So uh, screwed up your career there, didn't you, love? It's one-upmanship, isn't it? But the, the trouble it's is, silly. I think the big mistake that Cheryl Cole made... I mean, A, she's, she's, she's gone as far as she could with those looks. She didn't have any talent. They did actually start recording some of the American stuff, and then they realised she just wasn't working. And you only realise that when you do it. The trouble is for her, she was out there, she didn't have any friends, nobody around her... And that makes it very difficult if you're doing that kind of job. Up until then, she'd had Simon. She was able to sort of look at him and do gooey eyes and all that kind of stuff. And frankly, we all saw through this very lame act. And, of course, the American public don't know who she is. No, that is the problem. Mind you, we get people on our television from America. We don't know who they are either. That's true. I'm afraid. Ron the cabbie says it would be better if the MOT was done on mileage, not the age of the car. It's worth thinking about. Uh, I used to work in car sales in America. None of the sales staff bought new. They all bought used. Yes, Yes, but but there again, um, very people, very few people actually buy cars in America. They lease them. Yes, yes. Leasing a car there is incredibly cheap. Yes, you, you lease can, you a can car. get a BMW 3 Series, a new one, for um, around about three hundred dollars a month. Wow. I mean, gosh, that is cheap. It is incredibly cheap yeah. compared with uh, the prices we pay here. But of course, they don't have the the new car tax and the high purchase tax that we have anyway. Yes. Uh, Steve, I now exclusively use coconut oil instead of vegetable oil. It was recommended by a cardio doctor in America. Uh, it's going to be very busy at college today, says uh, Elaine, as the students come in with the GCSE results. Steve, can I use your programme to ask people not to moan and say they're easy, but celebrate young people doing something positive after all the bad things from last week? Yes, I work in Tottenham and Enfield. There you go. Quite right. And uh, Dee says, wish we could have had along with Roger. I love hearing about what's in town, seeing as how £85 a ticket, I sure as heck won't be seeing them in South Pacific. <laughs> and I love South Pacific, she says. It is a, they do do cheaper tickets. It, it, but it is expect When you think about it, if there's, you know, a few of you going, that's a night out, yeah, isn't it? It's, it is. it's a very, you know, four or £500, which is too much for a lot of people. I've just bought um, a Stife Sooty. Have you? Yes. I, I bought a Stife Paddington. Uh, limited edition, and that's gone up in price. It's an investment, dear. It's an investment. It's like I've invested money in you. So far, it's not showing much of a return, but I'm getting there slowly but surely. You know, hoping by Christmas, you know, maybe move in together, hold hands, something like that. And uh, and so Sooty's just been released by <laughs> Stife. So it's Sooty, and I like Sooty. Well, I hope they do Sweep to go with him They as are well. doing Sweep as well. We, sweep was the best. He sweep was, was like... he never said anything. No, Sooty, but he, he waved his wand. <laughs> I must do a happy birthday for yesterday. I forgot to do it. Susan Oxford-Taylor. I'm almost embarrassed to tell everybody that yesterday Susan Oxford-Taylor celebrated her birthday and hit the big 6-0. Hit the big 6-0. Uh, so many happy returns, Susan, for yesterday. I hope you had a, a lovely, lovely day. Which I hope today's going to be, but I think it's going to rain, I'm afraid, a little bit. So uh, brace yourself for that one, everybody. Quarter to seven. <laughs> With the news headlines, Sam Pittis. Libyan rebels say they're mobilising their most experienced fighters. On seven. 
you know, I don't mind people having a lot of money. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. I want that, I want that to be emphasised now. But there's a picture in the paper today of Tamara Eccleston, and uh, her father's given her a nice, uh, nice birthday present. Uh, it's, um, it's her second Ferrari, and this one's worth £370,000. Now, I have to be honest that it's so vulgar, this display of their wealth now, it's becoming a bit embarrassing. Uh, she's 27, and she ran into the streets in her pink pyjama bottoms with bows on and matching pink Ugg boots. So look at this. She's already got one, so now she's got another. Her boyfriend, who works as a stockbroker, gave Miss Eccleston a celebratory hug. So obviously he hasn't got any money, even by the car. Yeah. But uh, she's actually flying to Rome tomorrow for her sister's lavish wedding. Uh, Petra is set to marry man about town James Stunt at a three-day event near Rome, where guests will be treated to performances by Eric Clapton and the Black Eyed Peas. Fantastic. I'm going to have a chat with Will I Am about what's going on with Cheryl Gold. <laughs> what, does she, what does she want with another Ferrari anyway? The thing that she should be having yeah. is the new limited edition. This had Steve Allen written all over it to me. What? New limited edition Gucci what? Fiat 500. Gucci Fiat 500. Gucci Are you serious? Fiat 500, I'm absolutely oh, serious. What does it look like? Is there a picture in the paper? Um, there's, um, what was it in? I think it was in Vogue right. magazine. What's it actually got? Uh, it's got a sunroof. Oh, right. It's got windows. Is the Fiat 500 wheel. small? Yes, it's the, the That's one the that I use sometimes. Oh, in right. In fact, the one I'll be taking you to the station in this morning, I expect. Oh, lovely. So I've brought it in this <laughs> Oh, right. You did a run for a little thing. Right. Sorry, it'll fit in. Oh, right, oh, OK. It's, what colour is it? White. Oh, right. yes, I've seen but, it. But, but, yes. yes, I know you've been in it before, yeah. but the Gucci one, I think, is, is, is Gucci green. Oh, lovely. Ooh, Gucci green. Gucci, yes. Gucci goo. <laughs> it, it had a lady spread all over the front of it on the... Um, right. I, quite, I tell you what I'm still taken with, smart cars. Are you? I, 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 they, they generally overtake me down the motorway, I'm they afraid. Always look, like, always look to me like they've got the end missing. Yes. Oh, dear. And poor, poor, poor Jeff... It uh, says here, one of the reasons there are cyclists is because not everybody can afford to buy and keep a car. And the reason why some of them cycle on pavements is because they're afraid of being knocked down by people like you on the roads. <laughs> exactly. Unfortunately, Jeff, you, of course, are talking absolute rubbish. Uh, because many cyclists have cars as well. And they're like, OK, green. And they're not knocked down at all. They jump traffic lights. They're very bad road users. They contribute nothing to the roads at all. They don't pay to be on the roads. In fact, if it wasn't for us uh, motorists, Jeffrey. You wouldn't have any roads to cycle on. You'd be cycling on dirt tracks. And frankly, you know, I'd be, I'd be glad to see the end of cycles, I'm afraid. Very dangerous. You see women pushing prams up the, up the street, trying to avoid the cycles coming towards them. You're a disgrace, and you well know it. Uh, Steve, I could be wrong, says Paul, but surely Borat, though fictional, is from Kazakhstan. So why does the lad from Poland want to go to court over it? If he did it in the first place to make his workmates laugh, then surely he hasn't got a case. Well, he did. He won. He got two and a half thousand quid because they said that his we'd hurt his little feelings. Oh, bless. Oh, popsikins. It's a shame, really, isn't it? But pe- people, as I say, if it was based on that, she'd be earning a fortune next door. But, um, but not, I'm afraid. <laughs> not, because they just I'm go... Last. Just having a look at the Gucci Fiat 500, and the only difference I can see is a bit of stripe along the side and the fact That's that right. the, uh, the, the seat belts are the Gucci <laughs> stripe. Oh, well, rubber. You know, get through the... Yes, lovely. Uh, I'll live without it. <laughs> Mark in Brentwood, yes, we know about the tiger who came to tea because it's got mummy uh, Janan Redman, who was discovered by the Brentwood Theatre Company. OK, which is good. And uh, as a London bus driver, let me assure you that the lower levels of traffic during school holidays are very noticeable to me. Yeah, no, n- not noticeable to me in London. Absolutely nothing at all. I don't notice it at all. And Amanda says she doesn't notice it either. It's amazing. Uh, drizzling now in Stepney, says... Uh, 
uh, I don't know who says who's there. Uh, Mark says, or Mac, I missed out on an A in GCAC maths by two marks. Oh, oh shame. Well, there you go. And, uh, and there's another story in the paper today. It, it said Kerry, and I thought, oh, not Kerry Katona again. Turns out it's somebody from the Royal Ballet. But there's a very heart-moving story about, uh, about a woman whose, um, whose son is, is looked after by her on a daily basis because he banged his head. And, oh. and it left him completely. He was a very good rugby player and everything else. Happy little soul. And uh, now... You know, he's he's completely paralysed, but she looks after him. It's a oh, very heart-moving heart story. A paralysed England hero, the mother who'll never give up on him, and one of the most moving interviews that you'll ever read. Oh. Paul. Steve, there's not much in the papers today. We've done the bit. <laughs> not really. The, the, the thing the... that um, surprised me was, uh, if I can find it, there's a, a link, apparently, um, to dementia from uh, eating salt. Yes, they've said... I don't, do you have salt? Did you um, add extra I, I, salt? I use salt when I cook potatoes, but n- in nothing else. Right. And I, I add very, very little. It's pepper I like. I, I like pepper. Yes, which apparently I, is quite good for you. Yes, I, I, I never did pepper. And I, don't, I, I do have salt, but I don't use it mm. in, in cooking. Yes. Because I don't cook. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I don't know how much salt sprouts. is in you things. You cook sprouts. Don't, I'm ne- See, my mum used to put a sprinkling over. She'd get the sacks of thing out and do a no, sprinkling no, of that well, on sprouts. That, that was the way that it used to be done. But uh, I, think, I think potatoes need a bit of salt when you, when you, um, when really? you boil them. But, uh, oh. but everything else, no, I don't bother. I mean, I, I think people now, the amount of people I'm speaking to who are eating far, far more healthily than they were a couple of years ago, even Nathan Morley is saying that he's sort of... Even Nathan Morley. I love the way he's actually gone off margarine and gone back to butter. I thought, I thought butter was really fattening, but he's had just having a thin... Well, apparently there's not much difference. Well, somebody said to me, because I said I'm using Hellman's light mayonnaise, they said, use the full, the normal stuff. It's not going to make any difference at all mm, to you. And really. so I have, and it's made no difference to my, my readings. I think a lot of the um, a lot of it is just marketing. Yeah, but we, I buy into marketing. I'm afraid. Well, a lot of people do, and apparently one of the things that you uh, there's a complete fallacy is is uh, low fat yogurt. Yeah, it's not much different. No, apparently there's not. Somebody told me about that. It's like sandwiches. I didn't realise that in some of these sandwiches they, they did a thing on, on all the different sandwiches, and one of the the biggest calorie sandwiches is Marks and Spencer's oakum chicken with salad. See, I thought that would be really healthy. But, of course, really? I know, it's, it's, it turns out not to be. Oh. And some, But we do... I, I, I do see women veering towards the low-calorie stuff. Yeah, but there again, you know, not always high-calorie is unhealthy. It no. depends what it is. It depends what gives the calories. Yes. And, of course, what you do with the calories afterwards. But I have eaten low-fat yogurts before, and there's a taste to them. They've got a Tartrazine kind of taste. That's right. That's which I'm right. not uh, not not wild about. Yeah, I, I've discovered that um, yogurt is one of the things that makes me bloat. So I, I'm really? really badly. So I, I'm, oh. I don't eat it. Identify garlic bread used to do that for me. But yogurt's very good for aging your pots in the garden. And you're the, you're aging thinking, your pots. Yes, if you've got terracotta pots and you don't like the colour terracotta, just paint some yogurt over it, leave it there, and mould will grow, and it makes them look aged. Today's useless piece of information. Uh, here's the uh, piece in the paper today, which is uh, how Matt Goss is going to get over to the fact that he's uh, coming over to London, bringing his big Las Vegas-style show. Plays to 160 people on Friday and Saturday. at the Albert Hall? At the Albert Hall, apparently, so. Ambitious. Seats at all prices. And, uh, but anyway, uh, Mitch apparently bonded with Matt Goss straight, ag- straight away. So that was good. This is Mitch Winehouse. And so uh, Mitch is going to open the show. I'm sure the, uh, the Goss fans will be delighted. What does Luke Goss do these days? He's an actor. 
is he? I don't believe the brothers talk. They did fall out big time some years ago. Luke was lovely. Yes. Luke was lovely and went into acting, and he's, he's done a few uh, major movies, whereas Matt... Always been slightly strange, I think. And I'm putting it putting it politely. But uh, Mitch and I have said it'll be a night of of the celebration of music, love, and civility. Says Matt, which is something that Matt Goss was not famous for when he arrived at LBC. <laughs> it will also allow Mitch to spread the word about the Amy Winehouse Foundation, which I know is his first priority. That'll be nice. Also to plug his new album, I suppose. So uh, good news all round, ladies and gentlemen. You know, couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier to have seen Paul Savory this morning. Oh, bless you. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, you're going to be with us next week? I will. Oh, excellent. Take a look. Aren't we lucky? Twice in a year, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Unbelievable. How lucky are we? Life does not get any better. But thank you very much indeed for that. You're welcome. Nice thank to you. see you. And I hope you get your Branston pickle. You watch, we're inundated with Branston pickle now. People start sending it in. Perhaps you can... T- perhaps they do little sachets. I'll check in Costco for you. Have a little look. Mm-hmm. So you can take it back in sachet form. I'm back with you tomorrow morning. Between five and seven. Don't forget, check out the uh, website, lbc.co.uk. Learn how to podcast. It will save your life when you go on interminably boring flights and holidays where you sit on the beach staring out into, uh, into nothing. Nick and the team with you after seven. First of all, the business update with Sam Pittis. Thank you, Steve. The FTSE will open after closing up 76